0: <laughs> thank you for that muted applause <laughs> <laughs> I am um, thank you appreciate that um, some of you, you see I think everyone went a wee bit quiet when uh, Essie said Gareth is a member of New Life Church um, for those, so I know some of you Uh, and some most of you I would know because I used to be the senior pastor of uh, the Grand Union Vineyard Church which is here in Milton Keynes Uh, and my wife and I handed over that church last January and uh, we for a year have been uh, doing the church tour uh, which is a lot of fun you get to be a kind of consumed church which is what church is all about right kind of Saying, oh, the worship leader didn't wear tight enough jeans, or uh, <laughs> the preacher uh, didn't like his accent, um, which some of you may be feeling now. But um, I, I, uh, we, we, we kind of, we, we were given a, a word just before we finished at, at the vineyard uh, to say that we needed, we had a year of Sabbath, and that year finished in January. And we felt in January we we'd been coming actually to New Life for about uh, three months by that point, and we just felt God say, actually, almost on the exact date that we handed over vineyard that this is the place uh, you've to come and uh, we love this church uh, we love what it stands for uh, we love the leadership uh, and we know some of you uh, we follow some of you on Instagram Iona always uh, is very challenging about our waste and how whether we recycle or not so I'm um, thank you for that um, uh, in fact to the point where Essie uh, actually came up to Andy and I this morning and said I have a gift for you and uh, Andy and I were like, oh my goodness, this is an incredible church, you get gifts. And she gave us, you know those food disposal things where you just put your excess food in, so you can, p- that's what Essie gave us this morning. So that was weird. Um, but anyway, it is what it is, um, and we used it already. Um, so um, tonight, I, I'm, so there's, there's two different types of preacher, uh, there's the, pre- could I possibly steal a stand, is that right, just... Um, could someone do it for me? Sorry, just uh, not—it's not too awkward. Um, uh, some preachers like to uh, uh, write words what they're going to say, uh, and then and then preach. Uh, and then others like to just kind of do a couple of points, uh, and then preach from that. And I—I'm the former. I like to write out word for word what I'm going to say. Thank you very much, Kim. Um, but as I was preparing for tonight, I felt God say, "Don't do that." um and so I'm out of my comfort zone right now Uh, I actually don't have any notes I've have the Bible only in front of me um and I felt like that's what God wanted to do I feel like the Spirit of God is here and I think you've all felt it tonight you could sense it in the worship that that the Spirit of God is here and what does that actually mean for us if the Spirit of God is here right now what is how comfortable are you right now are you already thinking about tomorrow morning are you thinking I didn't drink enough coffee for this today? Are you thinking that lunch was good, it now makes me feel sleepy? But um, I was chatting to uh, Dan, actually, uh, beforehand, and bo- I, I've got this thing at the minute, and I don't want it to come across as judgmental, but I've got this thing at the minute where I'm restless from war. I kind of feel like when we sing, set a fire down in my heart, do we really mean it? Are we expecting that fire? When we say spirit break out, what do we want to happen next? The chorus or the spirit to break out? What would that look like? What would it look like if the spirit of God were to break out in this room right now? What would that mean for you? What would that mean for our city and Bedford? (laughs) Because the spirit of God could even break out in Bedford probably going to be Glasgow first. So that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, this is the first time I've actually preached for about a year. Um, So I'm a bit rusty. Uh, I also, in that year, we've managed to produce a baby. And uh, that baby is five months old this week. So sleep is an issue. And so this is about the latest I've been up uh, for about five months. Um, So literally this could go anywhere uh, and i just would pray, pray i would ask for your grace uh, as we go but we're going to talk tonight um about being fearless and what being fearless actually means is being bold being completely rid of fear Th- the reason i'm talking about this is there was a study done uh last year by a charity a mental health charity and it found that 75% of people in the UK at some point that year had felt overwhelmed by stress. 75%. Three quarters of our country. When you looked at 18 to 25-year-olds, that number went up to 82%. I don't know if you you guys, you don't look very stressed right now, but internally, you may be feeling it. In that same age group, that 18 to 25 group, 39% had considered suicide in the last year. 39%. I might be talking to you right now. Can I just say, just because we're in church doesn't mean that stuff is not happening in our lives. I am probably shouldn't be admitting this in a church, but... I I just have over the weekend finished Ricky Gervais's new show on Netflix called Afterlife. D- don't watch it if you're easily offended. Full stop. There's a lot of bad language in it, like the bad the bad stuff. But I tell you what, it does do. It, the story is basically about a guy who loses his wife and how he deals with that. It brings home just how real suicide is. And I I feel like I may be speaking to someone in the room tonight that maybe you have considered it. And I don't think tonight is necessarily an intervention to stop you going home and slitting your wrists or, or jumping off a cliff. I think tonight is actually about removing the shame that you still feel. If that's you tonight, can I say... There is no shame for you. You're a child of the king. God saw you in these moments and he cried for you just as much as you were crying inside. He loves you more today than he's ever loved you. And he does not judge you for that. I understand this is a sensitive issue. So I'm not going to necessarily say, please come to the front. Please put up your hand, whatever. If you want to speak to me about it, I'm not a trained professional. But if you want to speak to someone about it, what I would say is there is no shame in that. Heavy, right? People usually start with a joke. I think I had one right at the start. But sometimes I just can't wait to get to the point. You know, preachers are so good sometimes at kind of creating a story and they're so crafted. I have never been crafted. I just say what's in my head. But I love it when God leads. I had nothing, I had no... Uh, idea I was going to say what I've just said so I I feel like that's definitely for someone in the room and if you feel like it's maybe for someone else it's probably for you. I'm going to talk tonight from the book of Joshua. Now this might be your first time in church Uh, in which case uh, Joshua is a book in the Old Testament which is the, the kind of the older of the two Testaments, very well named, and this bit I'm about to read is the bit where he takes over from from Moses It's right at the start of Joshua Joshua chapter one The chapters is basically the 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 book the book the bible is is divided into books and then chapters and then verses, and the chapters and verses are just easy ways of finding it. In Joshua chapter 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river to the, the Euphrates. All the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my, f- my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I just want to put your, get you to put yourself in, in Joshua's shoes for a second. He was taken over from Moses. Moses was a rock star. Moses had taken the people of Israel out of slavery. Moses had gone up to the mountain and seen God. And then got the Ten Commandments as a sort of byproduct. Moses had walked up to the the Red Sea when the, the, the armies of, of the Egyptian armies were, were getting closer and closer and closer to the people of Israel. And they were about to kill them, about to swarm them. And he decides, what I'm going to do here, I know there's an ocean there. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my, my rod down on the ground and the ocean's going to open up because God told me. And so everyone thinks he's crazy, but he does it and it does it. This was Moses. This was the guy that Joshua was taking over from. How would you feel being Moses, uh, being Joshua? I'm not looking for a response. I think I would feel pretty scared. Are these people going to follow me? Do I have what it takes? Do I have the same charisma? If I put a rod in the ground, is the sea going to open for me? If I walk up a mountain, is God going to be there? I think there would have been a load of doubts. You know, when I was was 20, uh, is it annoying that I'm walking around? Okay, all right. I sometimes get told in my old church that was annoying. So it's great great to be in a loving, grace-filled church unlike that vineyard. It's a joke, it's a joke. We're not recording, right? Um, We are now. Um, Yeah, when I was about, I think, about 27, I got made managing director of a company that was a publishing company and a record label. And I've got to tell you, I did not feel like I should be given that job. I had no idea what I was doing. I was surrounded by people who were older than me and I had to line manage them. I didn't understand the intricacies of the industry, but someone felt like I was the right person to do that job. I felt scared. I felt completely out of my depth. When I was 30, I took over the leadership of the Vineyard Church. I have never been, you can probably tell, I have never been theologically trained. I had never had any inclination to lead a church. In fact, it was almost the last thing I wanted to do. But God asked us and we did it. But we felt so out of our depth at all times. And we were scared a lot of the time. Can I just say... You know that verse in in Matthew chapter 6? In fact, I'm going to rephrase that because I hate it so much when when preachers say, do you know that verse? And then they say, uh, do you know that verse in Zechariah chapter 3? And you're like, yeah. yeah. Is that the one about God? Um, There's a verse in Matthew. And it says, don't worry about anything. I completely agree with that verse, but I think for some people it can actually become a burden because they do worry. Someone said to me this week, being anxious is actually caring too much. You shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be anxious, but if you do feel that way, it's not a sin. Don't feel guilty about it. Just try again to trust in God. You see, how do we know that Joshua was scared? Because three times in the space of three verses, God says to him, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Joshua, be strong and courageous. And if we go back just a few uh, chapters into Deuteronomy, whenever the handover ceremony was happening between Moses, whenever Moses was saying that Joshua was going to be his second in, as, a, as uh, the guy taken over from him, Moses summoned Joshua and he said to him, in the presence of all of Israel, be strong and courageous, for you must go with the people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them, And you must divide it among their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So this was actually, he'd heard it three times already. And now he's hearing it three times again. Why did he need to be told so many times? Because he was scared. He had to lead an entire nation into the promise that they were so eagerly anticipating from generation after generation. Now, you might not have to lead the nation of Great Britain into the promised land of whatever Brexit is going to give us. But you will have something that God has for you. And can I just say, you are not the next generation, you are the now generation. You have to do stuff now including discipling those younger than you. When I was your age, I was just wanting help from the older generation at all times. I was looking for me to be built up, me to be encouraged, me to be discipled. But you can only disciple, you can only become a better disciple if you're discipling someone. So who is you, who are you discipling? That's going off the point a little. Be strong and courageous. We should be a fearless people. If we were fearless, we would be going into our workplaces. And when God gives us a word of knowledge, we would be giving that word of knowledge to the person next to us. If we were fearless people and God gave us a prophecy for the person sat next to us at the bus stop, we would say it. If we were fearless and we were in the coffee shop and someone said, my neck hurts a bit, there was a guy in the, in, in, where are we? Wolverton Mill. Wolverton Mill. Wolverton. Wolverton Mill. Um, there was a guy this morning who shared that he was getting his hair cut and the woman wasn't moving her neck properly. And so he said, do you want me to pray for your neck? And he, and he, did, pray, he did pray for her neck and it was better. It was completely healed. Why would we not want that for people? The only thing stopping us is our discomfort, and our discomfort is fueled by fear—fear fear of what they might think of us, fear of it not happening. But can I just say, success is not always healing. Success is always obedience. I've prayed for people. I pray for my mum, and my—I pray for my mum, and she didn't get healed. She died. But I don't see myself as a failure. I know that God wanted me to pray for her. Andy and I, for 10 years, prayed for a child. And we have one. But I've got to tell you, there were moments where we didn't want to go forward. For that, Every time there's a ministry time, there's always one for people who want to get pregnant. And there comes a point where you're like, oh my goodness, I can't go forward again. I've done this over and over. But last January, before we found out we were getting pregnant, I went to this conference, and it was just me and my own, and the the call came, go forward if you want to get pregnant. I was like, well, I've got nothing to lose. I don't really like the people I'm talking to here, so I might as well go somewhere else, get some prayer. So I went forward, and I felt the Spirit of God on me. And four weeks later, we found out we were pregnant. My wife, I don't think she would mind you saying, me saying this, my wife is 44 years old. I'm not in the target age group for this, by the way, just in case you're wondering how young are you. We shouldn't be able to get pregnant. We were told we had a 1.4% chance. And we have a little girl. But because, I think partly because I, I kept obedience going forward again. Guys, we have to be obedient. Because if we are obedient, then the supernatural becomes natural. We when we see it, when we do it once, you know, it's like anything. When you haven't done it before, it's uncomfortable, it's it's scary. But when you get stuck in, do you want to why are you here? Why are you even involved in Christianity? Is it just so you can have a nice time sitting? slightly awkwardly on cushions in this room on a monthly basis? Or do you want to actually see the Spirit of God break out so that a nation can be healed, so that a world can be changed? This can happen. Milton Keynes can be saved, the whole city. I think, and this is just something I feel God gave me, is that people are going to see Milton Keynes and Bedford as as the place God lives. It will look different. Milton Keynes looks different anyway. But this city needs Jesus. And you are one of the people who's supposed to bring it. But you have to do it with obedience. None of this is meant to be a guilt trip. I hope you're not feeling that. I hope you're feeling pumped, right? Three of you, great. That'll that'll work. The second thing I just wanted to say from this chapter is that what God says to Joshua, he says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. This book has all the answers to the problems of life. but we've lost our confidence in it, or the church in the UK has. We've lost our confidence that this book can provide the answers to our questions about dating, and our questions about what we do with our money, and our questions about what we do with family and career. There was a study done in Scotland about five or six years ago, and it found that whilst there were fewer millennials who were Christians, Those who were Christians had a higher view of Scripture than the older generations. So millennials were more likely to go to the Bible for career advice, or for sex advice, or for relationship advice, or for conflict advice. We have to rediscover the power of this book. It is so potent. And we don't have to water it down for people who don't know Jesus. The truth is in this book. Their truth as well as our truth. We just need a confidence to live it. It says at the end of this that if you do everything in it. Now, that feels like a big ask. just says, by the way, Joshua, if you just do everything written in the Bible, then you will be prosperous and successful. Again, I think it's about obedience and moving in the right direction. But just to give you an example of this, we when we started our... Oh, we have a PR business. I don't think I mentioned that at the start. We have a PR business. And when we started the PR business, we worked with anyone, really. We were just delighted to have to invoice for anything. So we were working for solicitors' firms. We were working for uh, waste management companies. We were working for the MK Dons, the team that Jesus would support. We were working for uh, charities uh, and and Christian charities. And we, we had this kind of broad range. But over the last few years, God has been... Pushing us to say, you need to tell the story of the church only. Now, that scared me because I thought, there's not a lot of money in the church. So, how am I going to build a business? I'm just being really honest with you. But we decided that that's what we we're going to do. We felt that that's what God was saying. So, we said, our PR company exists to tell the story of the church so that people encounter Jesus. Since then, this year, our our turnover is up about 35% on last year, ever since we made that decision. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not going down the prosperity gospel route right here. All I'm saying is, God loves you. And when we're obedient, God blesses that obedience. It might not be that you get a check through for 10 grand but it might be in some other way. The final thing. How much time have I got? Have we got finished now? Yeah. Is that Joshua acted. Just after this, it says, Joshua ordered the officers of the people. And he basically goes through a whole load of instructions to the different tribes. You see, you can read the word of God You can say, actually, I am bold. But unless you do something about it, it's completely wasted. There is actually no power in the Word of God unless it's acted upon. Can I also say, there's no power in prayer unless you actually pray. A Facebook post to say praying is not actually bring When Joshua acted he was he acted because he knew the word of God inside out and because he knew the word of God inside out he knew God inside out and he knew that God was for him God would come through but that he might have to take a step in order to feel a bit uncomfortable. You know, we didn't have to say yes to leading a church nine years ago. We were given the option. But we felt God saying it, and so we did it. And as I say, every day we led that church, I felt completely out of my depth. We were in situations dealing with stuff I can't even tell you about, well, I, I literally can't tell you about, but things that were so over our heads, but God came through every single time. I know it hasn't necessarily been three points alliterated tonight, and I'm sorry for those of you who need that, but what I want from this message for me is that I'll come to love God's Word, not just the nice bits, and that as a result of reading his word, that it actually makes a difference to my daily life rather than my weekly life. I think our spiritual life can easily be transformed on a Sunday. But it's when the rubber hits the road on a Monday that we really see what's happening, don't we? Some of you look quite unhappy. I'm sure the joy of the Lord will be on its way. I'm going to ask you to stand. And I feel like God wants to release some boldness here tonight. And what I would encourage you to do is in these safe spaces, maybe practice some of the stuff that you feel uncomfortable doing. So tonight, it might be um, stepping out just a word of prophecy. might be a word of knowledge. You might not even know what I'm talking about right now. But if you, as we kind of just open up for ministry just now, if you feel God... Um, putting something in, y- in your mind, then to have a, have a go. There was one time I was leading a service, and uh, God put the picture of Dumbo in my head. D- does anyone even know what Dumbo is now? Okay, good. Okay, so Dumbo's a flying elephant, and I was like, no way, God. There's no way I'm sharing from the front. I've got a picture. Oh, just just got this picture of Dumbo. There's no way uh, my credibility would be absolute. I mean, it's already pretty low, but it's going to be even more. So anyway, I said, I said, listen, guys, I've got this word that I f- I see Dumbo, and I just I feel like God's saying to to Dumbo, I'm going to give you wings again, and you're going to fly. This girl came up to me at the end of the service, and she said, my brother called me Dumbo for 15 years of my life, and it absolutely broke me. And I feel like God's giving me my wings back. So can I just say, no matter how stupid it sounds in your head, it might be wrong, but just say, this might not be God, or weigh it up, you know, the usual Christian phrases. But be bold, because you never know what it is you're saying and what it might unlock in someone's life. Is your discomfort more important than someone else's freedom? So if you don't mind, just... Uh, close your eyes, and maybe hold your hands out if you feel comfortable doing that. I'd just do it as a, an act of being willing to receive. We're just going to see what God does here. If I don't know what the the dealers with people coming up and sharing stuff. Okay, great. So if you feel like God's given you a word or a picture, then just w- well just come up and share it. Keep it. Sh- remember, God is always succinct. He always, God can say things in less than 20 seconds. But I feel like we, we, we need to step out tonight so that God will honor us stepping out through the week. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Just come and fill your people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you're here. Just more of you, God. More of you, Jesus. Father, I pray that in these moments, God, that you would just fill us with boldness. Take us out of our comfort zones, God. Lord, I pray that you would lavish your gifts on these guys tonight, God. Lavish words of prophecy, lavish words of knowledge, lavish the gift of tongues. Holy Spirit, just come now and fill your people. Fill your people, God. Lord, I pray where there's hurts, I pray, God, they would be healed in these moments. God, where there's insecurities, God, would you be the security? Lord, where people are tired, Lord, I just pray for y- your energy. Where people are feeling depressed, God, would you bring your joy? Holy Spirit, come and come and fill these people. Just feel free at any point. just, just the, the Spirit of God is here. He's resting on many of you right now. If you feel you have a word, then feel free to grab the mic. But if, if no one comes up, that's, that's totally fine as well. This is between you and God. Sometimes you might feel a, a pain in your body that you, you, you haven't felt before. That is maybe God wanting to heal that in someone else. So if you feel something that you haven't felt, a pain in your body, then feel free to share that and we can pray for that in people. Lord, I pray that we would not just just do church But God, I pray we would be your church in this city. Lord, I pray you would release us and release something new and fresh, God, through us so that the people of this city who don't know you, God, you grieve the fact that they don't know you, God. Lord, would you break our hearts for them? Lord, I pray we would not be able to sleep at night, God, because we know there are people who don't know you who are going to hell without you. Lord, I pray you give us an urgency. more, Lord, more of you, Jesus, more of you, Jesus, more of you, Jesus, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I know this is a little generic, but I I feel like there's someone who has a, a a poor relationship with their father, and something over this weekend has has accelerated that. I think God wants to t- t- to heal those hurts tonight. So if that's you, just at some point, just l- let me know it's you, and the, and then. In fact, ev- everyone's eyes are closed, so if that if that is you, can you just let, put your hand up maybe just so I notice you, just so I can pray for you. Remember, we're talking about being bold. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for those who, who have felt a sense of shame. Because they've tried to take their life, Lord, I thank you that when you look at them, you see someone that you created, unique. You know every hair in their head. You know how what their thi- their thought life is. You know how they think about themselves, and you just absolutely adore them. God, I pray that tonight, God, they would get an overwhelming sense of that love. Holy Spirit, just fill them with your love. Break off the shame in Jesus' name. That's a lie.